Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Just what is it that you want to do? We want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. But when are you going to do? We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. One, two, three, on the super fly. 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 Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Groupathon. I am Tony C., your funky superfly. Boy, today, as always, joined live in the studio by my man, Los Georges. Thank or, you. Thank or you, Or to me, Shaft. He's me, mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> he is the Shaft of production engineering, making sure our groove is satiny smooth. Hey, baby. As always, every Groupathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in. Here in America and around the world. Hope everybody had a good week this week. Hope you're having a great day today. Got lots and lots of stuff for you today. Obviously, um, tons and tons of groove. Plus uh, a couple of notes here uh, about the GOP candidate's sudden decision to edit the Constitution. How it came to be that Gibson guitars can't be labeled made in the USA anymore. The Mets, thank God, are still in first place. And Ann Coulter is still a cunt. So... Last time I checked. A lot of things haven't changed. I've got grooves from all kinds of stuff today. Fishbone, uh, Dr. John, Quantic Soul Orchestra. I've got some shredding from Racer X, comedy from Christopher Titus. And uh, I'm going to try and wrap my head around why people still want to buy synthetic weed since there's so much of the regular stuff readily available. There are more deaths this year, apparently, from this synthetic... And... They were saying, I heard a report that said it's got only 2% THC. So it's not the THC that's killing you, pal. So, I don't know. If you want to go out and buy synthetic weed, you're a moron. Okay. Obviously, all of that is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida. Big shout out to the Big Island just past 8 o'clock in the morning out there in Kahukukau. Southern part where the plants grow high and the coffee is good. Should we get a Hawaii clock for the wall? We need a Hawaii, Hawaii clock. time zone. Uh, yo, uh, when I was out there, everybody used to say you need to you need to get on Hawaii time, and I was like, well, what's that? Well, you know, these people, their sense of time. Okay, when I was in New York, you'd get pissed off if the cable guy didn't show up when he said between like two and five. Out there, when the cable guy calls, he goes, "I'll be there. I'll be there sometime between now and Tuesday," and people are fine with that. Hawaii time, just past seven o'clock at night on that blessed plot, living St. Anne's, and yeah, Eastern Block operations going smoothie, coolie, baby, RCG handling stuff out in Istanbul where it's ten o'clock. You about ready to kick this one off? I'm ready. Oh yeah, Groovatiers, saddle up, stick around. It's the Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com. Talk me. We've got the power, the money, the guns. If there's a God, he's waiting on our side. You'll believe anything when you are young. 
I'm making fun of us right now. I know I'm making fun of human beings right now, you know, because we're in a bad place. But the other side of us is amazing. The things we've come up with, 
We're incredible. We are the baddest ass species to ever walk this planet, man. That's why we are the apex predator. My God. We survived the Ice Age because we used our big brains and we invented hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. <laughs> when the Black Plague threatened to wipe us out, I'm not talking about civil rights. What I'm talking about... <laughs> is the plague that swept through Europe. And I'm not talking about the French. What I'm talking about. <laughs> but we got smart. We started coughing into our sleeves. We stopped wiping boogers on our friends. We stopped making cheeseburgers from the dead. <laughs> we are the only animal that thinks about the future. No other animal thinks about the future. We're the only animal that thinks about the future. That's it. That's, it. That's why we invented vaccines. No other animal came up with vaccines. You don't see the dogs getting together, guys. This Parvo thing is really jacking us up. Uh, everybody kicking a T-bone for a research grant. I think we'll be cool, you know. Maybe we can make some more money by selling T-shirts. I know we all hate wearing T-shirts. <laughs> and these vaccines are incredible. We've eradicated horrible diseases with these vaccines. And sure, these vaccines may or may not cause autism, but you got to break a few eggs. <laughs> We invented airplanes that's metal that flies. And those planes get where they're going most of the time. If they stay out of Russian airspace. All right, I got another one. Those planes get where they're going most of the time. If we can locate them. Yeah. You do realize that we just kind of forgot about 300 people that went down in the ocean, right? Yeah, we looked for them for three months, but the NFL started a new season. Fuck it, we got to move on. Sorry. 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 We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot.
Oh, yeah, the Apples doing their rendition of Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of. I actually uh, came across that by accident. There's some interesting stuff out there. They're an Israeli band that came out in 2007 and sold like hotcakes, made every uh, European, you know, all those uh, Mediterranean DJs. Uh, they all put that on their list immediately. There's an interesting album out there. These guys have put out, uh, some people put an album called Jazz Against the Machine. <laughs> and it's uh, um, Rage Against Machine songs done in a jazz style. You know, they have, uh, I played last week, I played um, uh, Jazz is Dead, The Grateful Dead done in jazz style. There's a lot of people coming out with some interesting stuff. They're reinterpreting certain types of music. And some of it's pretty cool. Before that, a little interesting comedy from Christopher Titus. Before that, Gus the Groove Lewis. Let the Groove Move You. That actually was recorded in 1967. And it's uh, one of the few songs he recorded for uh, an, a, uh, a record label called Two Say, T-O-U-S-E-A. And it was uh, originally owned, I think it's, it was originally owned by Alain Toussaint from uh, New Orleans. So it's out of New Orleans. A lot of really groovy stuff came out on that label. Kicking it off. The way you're supposed to kick things off. Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul, Born Again Savage from the album of the same name. Fabulous, fabulous record. You like rock and roll, that's the way it gets done. I want to do a uh, correction right at the top of the show. My friend Ken Senzel has a movie that is uh, going to be playing a lot of uh, uh, festivals, and it is called Blunt Force Trauma. Blunt Force Trauma. And it's about dueling. And I just saw the first preview for it, a one-minute clip from this movie, and it is cool, dude. It's getting great reviews, too. Everybody's like, I never heard of this movie. Da-da-da-da. Took a look. Mickey Rourke was in it. Some other people. Kenny Sanzel's got a good name. They all looked it up. And they're like, wow, man, where did this come from? Nobody's heard of it. And it's going to go to, it's going to probably go to DVD in England, I think, in October. Dueling, like, with swords, knives, guns. No, guns. Oh, excellent. These are people who duel with guns. They wear... Um, oh, uh, bulletproof Kevlar, vest. bulletproof yeah. Kevlar vest, and that's how they duel. And yeah, and I've got a clip from it actually up on my Facebook page. You want to go back? It's, it's trust me, it's cool. Some of this stuff looks really wild. So blunt force trauma. Keep your eyes open for that movie. Things that caught my eye in the last couple of weeks, a bunch of stuff has. Obviously, I'm more groove oriented as as my as I swore to you last week. I am back. The groove is back. More groove, less yak. However, this was important. Martin Guitars, not Gibson Guitars. Sorry about that. Martin Guitars, which um, they're made in Pennsylvania. And they've literally been around for like 150. I think they've, they've been around for over 150 years. I'm not sure when they started, but it's it's been a long time. Martin, the state of California um, has decided that Martin Guitars can no longer put a label on their products that says made in the USA, even though they are manufactured entirely in um, in Pennsylvania. And the reason is, in California, they, they put some law in place that says that if you want to put the made in the USA label on your product, that every the component, component yeah. of it must be entirely or substantially made in the USA. And these guys, and Martin Guitar said, look, we get stuff from all over the world because we want to make the best product possible. It's why we're Martin Guitars. Okay, and if you don't know guitars, Martin Guitars are, they're in that upper echelon. This is what the pros use. This is what, you know, people who want to play acoustic guitars and get the best sound of them, Martin Guitars. Um, there's a whole bunch of companies out there. Martin's one of the best. And they've been around forever. I mean, everybody 
who's played an acoustic guitar has played a Martin guitar at some point. And California has said you can no longer put the uh, Made in the USA label on. I think it has to say manufactured now. Manufactured in the USA. Mm. What a crock of shit. These guys are literally defeating their own purpose. We're supposed to be proud of products, particularly ones that we should be proud of, Made in the USA. Martin Guitars is a product that the United States of America should take pride in. Musicians all over the world, you know, go for these things. And now California, in its infinite wisdom, um, has said they can't do it. And if they do, they're going to get with a 13... Somebody tried to sue them for a $13 million judgment. This is what's happening now. You have uh, uh, a litigious society. And so you've got lawyers trying to take advantage of this and suing. You know, so they settled for $485,000 or something and said, go screw yourself. We'll, we'll change the label. I thought they should just stop selling guitars in California for like a couple of months and see how it works out. Find the uh, find the outcry for musicians when they suddenly have to go to Nevada to get their Martin guitar. Now, but the market in California for the guitars is huge. Okay, it's it's I think that in New York are their two biggest markets. And so you know they had a financial decision to make. And I guess I understand where they're coming from because from their point of view, the most important thing is that people get to play their guitars. That's the most right. important thing. So you know they're going to change the label on that. Hey. Guys, you know, I think we've gotten into minutia to the point where we're, we're really biting off our noses to spite our face with a move like this. Yeah. It, it seems utterly outrageous to me. In any event, I thought I'd bring that up. I've got tons more groove. We've got all kinds of stuff. I put together a bunch of sets today from all kinds of bands, um, new, old. I keep the group going. And as usual, I do the homework so you don't have to. Um, there's some great stuff coming up. I found, uh, well, you know what? I found Freddy's Dead from uh, Fishbone. It's not hard to find from the Truth and Soul album. But I was re-listening to it again. And, it, you know, I remember when Fishbone first came out. I was uh, back in, you know, this is in 89. And when I first heard about them, you know, I saw them in New York City and didn't know what to quite make of them. And a friend of mine called me a couple of months later and said, they're going to be the biggest band in the world. Okay, that, that was his quote. These guys are going to be the biggest band in the world. And not so much. They kind of imploded on themselves. They they put out some great stuff. I mean, these guys, I don't know what, you, what category you put them in, but I'll tell you, it kicks your teeth down your throat. It's Fishbone doing Freddy's Dead on the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
It's a mind with a little love. I'm trying to find this could be such a beautiful world with a wonderful girl. Oh, what a wonderful child. Why can't we brothers protect one another? No one is serious, and it makes me furious. Friends, don't be misled. Just think of bread. Don't be misled. Everybody wanna 
Joe Jackson from Look Sharp. That's the title track. That album, I was just uh, talking with George over here. That album has, I don't know how many songs are on it, like 10 songs, but I'm, I'm pretty sure at least six or seven of them were like top 10 45s off that album. Really phenomenal album. And I was uh, reading something that he is coming out with his first new CD uh, with original material in seven years. It's coming out uh, at the beginning of October. So keep an eye out for that. I heard the uh, first track that they released kind of as a teaser. And it's Joe Jackson, you know. He's he's kind of, at this point, it's interesting because uh, I was also telling you, I saw him when he did a warm-up show for, for uh, Jump and Jive uh, years ago. And he's kind of going the way of a lot of bands like uh, Elvis Costello and Stewie Dead. He's gotten a lot more jazzy, a lot, you know, fuller sound. He's bringing in a lot more horns and strings and stuff like that, from what I can tell from the new stuff. But it's definitely Joe Jackson. It's extremely well written. It's got uh, a definite groove to it. And it's nice to hear new material coming from a guy who writes good material. This is a guy who has written a lot of great music out there. And uh, it's just great to listen to. For that, Dr. John, right away, shout out to Shaft over here. Changing it from a 32 Shut your mouth. To 128. What is that? What, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't 128 because the first one didn't sound as good. I, I originally said, just play it the way it is. It's Dr. John. It's supposed to sound like that. What suffers is the bottom. That's what they cut out when they when you cut out a bit rate. Bass takes more. Uh, well, we can't have that yeah. because the tuba is important in that. That's from a 1974 album called Desitively Bonnaroo. So I think we all know where we got the Bonnaroo thing from. Before that, Will Hunting got it right, of course. Why should I join the NRA? <laughs> the NSA. Well, let me tell you. Let me take a stab at that one. Why shouldn't I? You know, like, very funny stuff. Kicking off Fishbone, Freddy's Dead. 1989's Truth and Soul. What else went on? Well, I spotted something interesting this week that uh, Volkswagen has been um, hit. They're about to be smacked down with an enormous fine. Apparently what they did is on their diesel engines, on 482,000 Volkswagen and Audi diesels, what they did is they hacked the com- their own computers and, and they, they made it so that the car's computer would recognize when it was being tested for emissions. So it would automatically lower the emission outtake. And then once it was not being tested and you drove it, it went back to its regular emission outtake, which is above what California standards are supposed to be. According to um, the Justice Department, they can get fined. There's an individual fine for each vehicle. There's 482,000 vehicles. The total fine, theoretically, could be 18. <clears throat> Is it eighteen? Yeah, eighteen billion dollars. Now that's, no, that's that's very devious. It's it, well, no, that's, I wouldn't expect that from the truth. I know. It's, <laughs> I know how underhanded I'm. How uh, yeah? How very uh, sly yeah. of them. But this we one, have ways to pass the test. They they do have ways to pass the test, and we have ways to catch you trying to pass the test you shouldn't be passing, and we're going to smack you down financially for it. I I want to see how this one plays out because they're gonna. This is one of those things where. Very much like with GM, with the ignition switch. They knew about it. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is not yeah. something that comes, oh, my God, look what happens. We need to recall them. But they knew about it. They knew about it. Oh, Dodge with the tires. They knew about it. Dodge yeah. with the tires, man. Like, people were dying. They ran into the formula. Ah, oh, we can we can write this. Car. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, look. But I, I want to see what happens because this is this is not a mistake. This is deliberate. This is deliberate. So, I'm, you know, I want to see how they handle that as opposed to how they mishandled Wall Street, which was also deliberate. And all they're doing, they're getting fined. Nobody's going to prison. 
Yeah. Now, yeah. This is all the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in this particular case, $18 billion, that's a big freaking cost of doing business. That is that is enormous. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that one pans out. Uh, the Pope is going to be in town soon. There was already a guy today, some congressman, said that he was going to boycott. you got to like somebody who's boycotting the Pope. First yeah, thing, I've been doing that for years. I'm what? boycotting like... the Pope. He says he's going to boycott the uh, the Pope when he speaks to uh, the joint session of Congress because he doesn't. He said if the Pope was going to speak out about uh, Islam and stuff like that, you know, I'd be there. But he wants to speak out on global warming and uh, economic inequality. Mm-hmm. Only you you do realize that that's pretty much what Jesus would talk about, yeah. right? Yeah. Now all these people who think that the Pope uh, is too liberal, wait until yeah. they wait till they get upstairs. Yeah, Jesus, where do they meet Jesus? Jesus tackled those issues. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's, he's on the record about that. Yeah, that was my that was my whole thing. I saw a great bumper sticker: Hitler was a conservative, Jesus was a liberal. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that was that was all I had to say. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm going to go into the whole Ben Carson, Ann Coulter. I'm, mm. I'm going to I'm going to do a little Trump thing later. I I, I can't do you it. Can't. All. You saw the Colbert thing. I the Oreos. The, the Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Great. The other thing I saw was uh, an interesting thing um, on Bill Maher this week. He was talking about the kid that uh, made the clock that yeah. they thought was a bomb. It was very interesting because what we you know immediately that meme went up all over the place. I'm on Bill mm-hmm. Maher's side on this one. He said, "You know what? We have to err on the side of caution." And the kid didn't communicate with any of the teachers. That's the thing that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid actually spoke to Mark Cuban, who was on the show. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, was mm-hmm. on Bill Maher and had spoken with the kid uh, on the telephone. It's Dallas. It's Texas. Okay, this is where mm-hmm. it all took place. And that apparently, the, the problem was is that the kid was told earlier in the day that, um, you know, look, you're carrying around a briefcase. It's got a lot of wires. Okay. You've, you know. And he showed it to the first teacher, and the teacher thought it was really cool, and said, you know, you really got to be conscientious of this. You're walking around with it. You know, not everybody's mm-hmm. going to know. We live in an age where we have to err on the we're, side. We live in an age where Muslims freak us out. We're freak us out, but also <laughs> where, you know, this is 25 miles away from where the guy shot up the uh, yeah. the draw Muhammad thing. Okay? I'm not going to get into the, that, that whole thing, but I, I'm – before we start screaming and yelling – about the rights of this kid. And should he have been arrested? No. Was this wrong? Yes. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not going to fault a teacher for erring on the side of caution. I'm faulting the police for... I'm, fa- I'm faulting yeah. the kid there, there's for not a lot communicating. Of, there's I'm a lot of stupid the, to go real, around. There's plenty, of, yeah, there's plenty of stupid to go around. You're absolutely right. There's plenty of the stupid. The kid was stupid. Well, right. The kid's incredibly smart, yeah. but he was reckless. No, you know, no, because in retrospect, he took a he took an old countdown timer clock apart and and put it on a breadboard. Uh, he ain't no genius. <laughs> he isn't clever. All right. First of all, second of all, he was stupid to bring something in that looked spooky. But the cops, upon arrival, nobody thought it was a bomb. They didn't evacuate the school. Right. They didn't uh, call the bomb squad. Right. Absolutely nobody that looked at it and took pictures of it thought that it was a bomb. They just thought that it was a little bit inappropriate. They shouldn't have arrested this stupid kid with his fake science project. I can take a clock apart and, and post it on a board. What, what was amazing, though, when Bill Moore got this part right, he goes, you know, the, the minute something like that comes out, the, the, the Internet blows up with all these memes sure. and all yeah. this stuff. And I, you know, for, for, for a rare change of pace, I did not participate in that. I waited. I waited to see what was going to happen because I wasn't, you know, I'm like, well, let me, because I took a look at the picture. I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know what? Without the sticks of dynamite, it kind of does look like a bomb, you know? In any event, should he have been arrested? 
No. But we do live in an age now where... Of paranoia. Of paranoia. And these are kids, too. It's schools. This is... This is these are children. So these are people that have to be responsible for children. What if, you know, it had been something that was potentially damaging and it just didn't look like it? They have to err on the side of caution because they're responsible for other people's children. So, um... Sure. Do I, no, you know... the school did the right thing. Yeah, I... You know, it's the... You're right. There's a lot of stupid to go around here. There's plenty mm-hmm. of stupid to go around on this one. So, you know, before we start memeing ourselves into feeling better about our own liberalism, perhaps we should take a look at the entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know, let's 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 wait. Yeah. back. He doesn't deserve all that free stuff. He doesn't deserve a scholarship. No, and you know, the interesting thing was somebody said, you know who's making out the best out of all this? It's the kid. Mm-hmm. He now gets to pick and choose. He's getting mm-hmm. scholarship offers to all these schools. And, of course, he wore a NASA shirt on the day he brought it in. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know. I, I get this feeling like he saw trouble coming. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. He's just a kid. He's just a kid. So I can't really say that he had formulated, you know, hatched a plan because he doesn't have a mustache to twist. So I can't, you know, he's not doing the snidely thing. Still. <laughs> yeah, twisting mustache <laughs> and hatching plan. Still, you know, you got to be conscientious in this day and age. Sorry, you look like people that, that tried to kill a lot of other people. You're walking around with something with wires. Mm-hmm. You know, are are we prejudiced against right. that? Yeah. It's, it's also called concern. Texas. He's got dark skin, you know, which, by the way, why do you why are you in Texas? If yeah, you're I a dark know. Well, skin that, Muslim. Why, I why mean, is anybody in Texas other than Austin? But really? That's all other things. <laughs> um, what else happened this week? Yeah, that's it. The Pope's in town. That's going to be fun. I guess it's about it for the moment. We're going to talk about. You know, look, all I got to say is this. I didn't watch the debate, and I feel smarter for it. I actually feel like I increased my IQ by three percentage points versus the 24 million people who did suffer through that thing. I can't believe the the highlights of it were ridiculous. So we're going to get to that later because I can't help myself. As much as I want to talk about Groove, there are some things out there that need to be addressed. As of right now, now what do we got coming up next? I got a set here with a whole bunch of garage-style stuff I found some new bands, some old bands, some really interesting stuff out there. First thing is from a band called The Indication, and they are actually from uh, they're the, the new wave kind of garage rock type stuff. But I got a whole set here. I'm going to crack open a garage on the Grooveton on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Truly Savage. That's a band out of uh, Lincoln Park, Michigan from 1966. Look, the funny thing was that's a, that's a 45. The B-side of that 45 is called Take My Love and Shove It Up Your Heart. <laughs> so I like that. Before that, an interesting band that I uh, stumbled across called the Golden Toadstools. That song is called Silly Savage. And basically there's almost nothing known about these guys. A bunch of guys from New York. Um... Really, it's the consensus from what I found is that that's their only release. That's it. That one song. Okay? I don't even know if there was a B-side to that 45. The Golden Toadstools. Yeah, I do the homework so you don't have to. Coming up with little little gems like that. You stick them in there. Any band with a name, The Golden Toadstools, first things first, you got to give them at least a try. Yeah. Oh, and a song called Silly Savage. Okay. Both of those things combined meant I had to listen to it. Once I did, I had to play it for the Groove of Tears. Why? Groovy. Amen. For that, uh, well, Dirty Harry, 
letting a guy know that he actually did have the extra bullet. The Attack doing Triad. Uh, that's actually a Standells song that they covered in 1966. And kicking off the set is a band out of Norway. Uh, the song um, London Electricity, the indication with a K, I-N-D-I-K, you know, because everybody's got to be different. So it's the indication, and um, that is from 2003. So those, those guys obviously were listening to a lot of the Lenny K stuff uh, in their youth, which I would imagine is probably now. You know, I would imagine they're still youthful compared to me. So there you go. I cracked open the garage. So that was it. I didn't watch the debate. I couldn't punish myself with three hours of that crap. But what's going on, you know, since is right after the debate, of course, is when every everybody goes, we're going to have to go fact checking. We need to fact check what they said. And I'll get to the, the other people whose fact checking didn't go well for them. But somebody was saying they were fact checking Donald Trump. And I was like, how can you fact check a fantasy? Okay. I'm surprised. I was just telling George, I, I, I can't believe nobody has decided to call this guy the very new Teflon Don. How is it possible right. that nobody's called this guy the Teflon Don? How is that humanly possible? Trademark. Boing. So he's a moron, and he keeps getting worse and worse and worse. <clears throat> but at the top of the moron list is, well, actually, you know what? There was really a fight for the top of the GOP. How can I sound more outrageous and moronic than my uh, fellow candidates? And uh, they really competed for it this week. We'll, we'll start off with, uh, well, Ann Coulter. Um, and when I say she's a cunt, I mean it in the truest, most derisive sense of the word. She put out a tweet during the um, during the debate and basically said, how much more can you talk about fucking Jews? What is it with you guys in fucking Israel? I think she said, uh, just how many fucking Jews are there in America anyway? There, there you go. That's it. That you know, tweet. you know how many there are enough to buy and sell you 50 times over, bizatch. So fuck her. You know, yeah, he, uh, he's a bigot. That guy, Man Coulter. Yeah, yeah. Man Coulter. I don't, you know. Look at that Adam's apple, man. Well, I figure she's got to have a new. He's got a bigger Adam's apple than you do, buddy. Please, you know, that's if I want to talk to her, I better learn Portuguese. For all her talk, she's never been seen in the company of a straight man or a church. <laughs> all right? She's never been seen in a church, praying, or in the company of a straight man. Well, I thought she was. Yeah. She, she hangs out with, um, what's his name, with the hat? Um. I'm in the morning. No, the blogger guy. Man, talk about drawing a, a brain fart. It, it'll come to me. What? Matt, uh, Matt Drudge? Yeah. Ah, yeah. the Drudge that Report. Guy. You know, I remember when the Drudge Report, when it first came out, it was like entertainment. He really, yeah, it was all about, you know, it was like uh, National Enquirer type mm -hmm. stuff. And basically, in order to make himself relevant, he decided to go hardcore conservative. There's a paycheck there, you know. Oh, of course there's a paycheck there. Take a look at any of these websites mm -hmm. like um, Newsmax, Hot Air. Dot com, these these people on there. You know, if you need to make a paycheck that bad, I don't know, go dig ditches, please. No, no. no, no there no. are whores out there. You can't stop them from whoring. Well, so then Carly Fiorina did her whole oh, thing. That yeah. was that was hilarious. She was so emotional. Of course, there's no video of that, but I think that, that doesn't even bother me nearly as much. What, what I think people need to take a look at is the fact that she, I, I saw a quote from the the one of the uh, um, Packard family from Hewlett Packard. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the people from the Packard family, one of the daughters of or the granddaughter, I think, of the founder. Mm -hmm. And what Carly Fiorina did is she went in there, tanked the company. 
She bought Compaq at like its high. Yeah. Okay. She then fired 28,000 people and whisked out of the company with a $21 million golden parachute. And here's the thing. You can't claim that she's a that she was a good CEO there, not just because of that, but because everybody else who knows what they're talking about, nobody else hired her. Right. She was never hired again. And that's why she's CEO. running for office. That's why she's <laughs> running for office. Because those who can't do, go into politics. <laughs> yeah. Those who can't do, go into politics. thought the funniest line, though, was somebody said, well, Ben Carson's comment yesterday just shows that all brain surgeons aren't smart. <laughs> ben Carson was asked... And I wrote this down and put it someplace. It's on a car. I put it up there. It doesn't matter. He, he was asked if um, he would be okay with having a Muslim as president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if faith. No, that was it. Does faith matter? Does your faith mm-hmm. matter if you're, if you're going to be a president? He goes, well, as long as it's in, in keeping with the traditions of the United States of America. My first thought was, well, Ben Carson is in keeping with the traditions of America. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, the, the Sixth Amendment, <laughs> I believe it's the uh, Sixth Amendment, the, mm. the, excuse me, the Sixth Article or whatever. But, you know, religion's not a factor, pal. Right. Okay? Your fear is no religious test. No religious test. Ben Carson uh, is like, he's like Trump, you know, but with less energy. He's got all the stupidity that comes with Trump. He's got all the bigotry, the racism. The anti-anybody who's not like me unless somebody in my family happens to be like that, then I'm for them. You know, they're against everything until somebody they love happens to be on the other side, then they're for it. You know, gay marriage, bad. Your son's gay. Okay, gay marriage, good. But he said that, and this is the perfect example. I can't believe that, you know, this has got to be the end of his campaign. That's it. It's over. You can't say that and want to be president. You either know the Constitution or you don't. You either know the Bill of Rights or you don't. You know, you either know the articles or you don't. This is a guy who probably needs a coaching session on the three different branches of government. Well, he may know. He's pandering. You know, that takes precedence. The, the pander factor. Pander factor. And the people, he knows that the people he's talking to, they don't know the Constitution or care about it. I think that the low information voter seems to be, you know, you, you heard the guy at the Trump thing say, we, you know, I'm from White Plains. God bless. We got a problem in this country and it's called Muslims. My first thought was, no, we got a problem in this country. It's called people from White you, Plains. Yeah. Now, at which point my friend Mike Press was like, hey, I'm from White Plains. I was like, no, no, the other part of White Plains. The other yeah. side of the tracks, baby. <laughs> Where the bozos are. You know, that guy's from New York. Upstate New York, literally Kahunkson, places like that. The most inbred backwater, banjo-playing, fuck-your-sister, conservative, you know. Yet they go to church, but church go, yeah. God-fearing. God-fearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're God-fearing people up there. I I honestly feel better for having not watched that debate. I swear to God, I feel healthier. I feel like my soul is still intact. You know, listening to that thing, watching that thing, and watching the... The funny thing was I was watching a game, and I had the internet on. I had Facebook on. You could see the comments coming down like, oh, my God. You know, and they... Who is it, uh... And three hours, one of the candidates got eight minutes of talking time because they had set it up so that when one person mentions another person, that person's allowed to speak. So Trump was every other person. I need that yeah. like I need yeah. a like I need a hole in the head, much like the one he no doubt has where his brain dripped out years ago. So you know he's basically the equivalent of Carly Carly uh, of Fiona. Yeah, right. He wants to talk about what a great businessman he is. You're right. He hasn't gone bankrupt. His company's gone bankrupt though. What does that tell you? 
Well, he probably he probably put it in an LLC so that he could tank, so he could borrow. Yeah. He could he could basically borrow against it up to the hilt, so that when it went wrong, there was no assets left at the end of it, and he could separate it from his own personal holdings. Right. All right. That's a wise decision for an individual, but I don't want a guy who thinks like that running my country. Right. Okay. And I certainly don't want Carly Fiorina. Okay. Stepping up to the microphone and getting all emotional about something that doesn't exist. Okay, and now they want to close down Planned Parenthood. I read the other day where the uh, New England Journal of Medicine came out and they they wrote an entire thing yeah, saying I posted it. Now. Yeah, it's it's that was yeah I've I've seen that in a bunch of places. That's a must read. It's it's quick. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're against Planned Parenthood, then what you're for. Is back back alley abortions yeah, more, more abortions? Pregnant. They prevent abortion. They're actively preventing abortion. Not to, not just abortions. They're preventing lots and lots and lots and lots of things. Abortions like five percent or something. Some ridiculously three three percent of what they do. Right. The and rest no, of it. No is, federal dollars go towards. It's actually illegal already. Yeah. Women's health. Yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> they hate that. They hate women's health. That was I saw a great meme uh, with uh, President Obama. It's like uh, drinks beer. It's for women's rights. Worst right. Muslim pro, pro, ever. Pro-gay, pro-women's pro rights, rights, eats bacon, drinks, drinks beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, worst Muslim right. ever. Yeah. We don't know if he's a Muslim. Hey, you know what? I don't care if he's a Muslim. I will say this, though. You know what I care about? He nominated a guy to head up the uh, FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. This is a guy that he brought in a few months ago. This guy's got a lot of ties to chemical companies. He's got a lot of ties to pharmaceutical companies. He's got a lot of ties to big agra so I'm not really, um, mm-hmm. you know, every, you know, Obama constantly disappoints me with stuff like this. And I'm, you know, I can't be there at the, you know, when the decision is made. So I don't know if this is a decision made because there was nobody else. At this point, he can't nominate anybody and get them through because the Republicans basically are in stop everything mode because mm-hmm. we're going to be taking over the White House. So we're going to wait until then and then we'll yeah. put our people in. Guess what, folks? There isn't going to be another Republican as president for years. Yeah, they they if don't. Ever. Yeah, for probably for the rest of our they're lives. over. They're done. They're, they're the people that voted for them are dying. The other people that you know want to vote for them are in such the minority. They just scream loud. All, all they have is bigotry. Even the religious thing is bigotry. It's us against them. It's us good Christians against everybody else. That's the only thing they've got. ISIS, woo! Why? Because they're Muslims. Uh, the the abortion thing. Good Christians against these these heathens that want to uh, sell fetal tissue. That's that's all it is. But gay marriage, bigotry. That's all they're talking about. Is all the things that appeal to people's bigotry. And of course, none of those issues are a problem in America. Gay people getting married. Ooh. What? And, how, and how does it affect you? To me, it goes all the way back to um, the 1600s when the Dutch West India, India. Trading Company mm-hmm. said, you know, wrote back to Peter Stuyvesant when he said the obstinate and immovable Jews, if they were allowed to stay, you know, New York City will go down the tubes. And the head of the company, the chairman of the board of what at the time <gasps> was basically IBM times 50 with their own army. Okay, with their own army. Okay? And he wrote back and said, look, you're not there. You know, the, New York wasn't founded on the basis of religious freedom, mm-hmm. people seeking religious freedom. A lot of people went there. It was found, we're there to make a buck. Okay? We're there to make, or a gilder, or a ducat, or whatever. I think it was gilders. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're there to make a gilder. 
okay? Okay? Oppressed people from around the world seeking a better future are going to come here and they're going to prosper. And that's exactly what the Jews did in 1646 or 16, somewhere around there, 1646, I believe, is when the, uh, the Sephardics came in from Brazil. And, you know, that kind of attitude, the Peter Stuyvesant attitude, you know, when, when he realized that his own language being spoken in New York City was becoming a minority as compared to the other ten languages being spoken. You know, what? A, it's always the last group to come in that gets persecuted against because they're going to come in at the lowest rung. So the people at the lowest rung want to scream the loudest. You know, so when the blacks were here, the Irish came in and they took their jobs. And, yeah. they, you know, they took their yeah, they're the only group that, that never had a chance. But, you know, it was always the bottom rung. And now... Everybody wants to get rid of Mexican, you know, Mexican immigrants. Great. You want the bottom rung? Great. Go pick your own fruit, fucker. You know? Go clean your own lawn. Go go mow your own I, lawn. I, I, go I clean your own uh, hotel room. Go do that. I will. You know? Watch me. Watch me. Go go butcher your own chicken. Far out, baby. All right. Yeah. Where's that chicken? I'll I actually saw. I actually saw a funny thing. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it was a friend of mine posted something that said, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Unless, of course, he's a vegetarian, in which case it's the way to his heart is through his vagina. <laughs> I heard that the way to a man's heart is through his aorta. <laughs> well, you know, we've yacked for a while. I, I swear to God, I, I'm, I'm going to have to start, you know, weaning myself off of watching um, debates and Fox television. Because I watch Fox because, you know, you want to know what's going on? You've got to hear what they have to say and what their, their point of view is. And... I've often said that just be you know they just because their head comes to a point doesn't mean they're sharp. No, um, but I'm gonna have to wean myself off it because I, I find myself getting angry in the morning. I get into a, a Dostoevsky kind of thing where I'm looking for somebody to to do me wrong so I can lash out against them because the anger that is built up inside of me from watching you know Fox News in the middle of the day, the the, the show they have on at noon. There's a lady named Andrea Tantaros. Let me tell you something. I just. This is a chick I would love to debate on the fly, where she didn't have, wasn't her show, all those chicks. Now, they want to say all this stuff, and they don't back it up with anything. It's all about how the other people are bad and we're good. And it makes you wonder what the other side says. You know, how about you're bad and we're good? All we want is a job. All we want is to live our lives. All we want is to love the people we love. And you want to stand in the way and act, go screw yourself. Now the Pope's coming to town, and they're going to tell him, you're wrong. You're wrong about what justice yeah. is. You're wrong about peace. and You're wrong about... What does he know about what Jesus said anyway? Right. I know. God, you know, let me tell you <laughs> something. The man, man is a chat with the guy every morning, all right? Trust me. Jesus is a liberal, okay? Live with the pain. You want to go to church, okay? Start, start learning, you know, where it came from, other than, you know, a way to grab money from unsuspecting people. All right. That was enough of that. I got some serious groove coming up. Put together a little set here. I got kind of the same beat going on. I've got this little DJ thing that George has hooked me up with, and I haven't played with it yet. But when I do, I'm going to start putting some stuff together because I have lists now, as I've gone through all the funk groove stuff, of mixes to put together of some unusual stuff. And all i got to say is this. I've got a mix that I put together. I wrote it. Where did I write this down? I wrote it down somewhere. It's very cool. And there it is. It's Al Dabiola, DJ Lean Rock, the Bamboos and Megaforce. I've got that all in one mix. I yeah, actually figured but it out. But not now. I've got it. I've got it. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to play with it. And it's actually groovy-ass stuff. And 
part I like about it is the bass line and the funk stuff. When you get to the Altamiola, it's Chaco Pastorius from 1978 playing that unmistakable style. It's got a great pop to it. So I'm going to be putting that together for people. But right now, I got a set that's it's going to hit you in the face. But we kick it off with some classic stuff. David Bowie doing fame on SoFloRadio.com.
Mr. DJ quit. Yeah. This song don't give a damn. Yeah. You can't sing or dance to it, can't romance to it. This song ain't arrogant. Uh. If you don't try it, buy it. Or if your radio denies it. Don't care about what, who got, what's cool on TV, or what spots hot, I forgot. Yeah. I ain't mad at evolution. But I stand for revolution. Get up. Enough is enough. Hey, somebody stand up. Come on. Stand up. That's from uh, an album they put out a couple of years ago called Most of My Heroes Still. 
don't appear on those stamps. There's a nice little dig in there. goes, uh, I rhyme against, rage against. So I thought that was a nice little dig. The, the uh, guy singing on that is a guy named Brother Ali. And if you listen to the lyrics when he kicks it off, it's some pretty good stuff. It's uh, totally worth owning, as is all of P's stuff. I mean, you know, they really haven't come out with anything that's bad. Uh, I own a whole bunch of their stuff and listen to it constantly. Before that, uh, kind of a cool little band called Quantic Soul Orchestra. And this guy um, is uh, this guy's name is Will Holland. He's from uh, he's from England. He's a DJ, and he put together a bunch of uh, stuff. He's got a bunch of bands out there. One is called um, Limp Twins, and that's how I found out about it because they wrote a song and came out with a song called uh, A Day in the Life of Mr. Jones and I had heard a copy of that song it's a groovy little tune so that's how I discovered these guys um, and you know it's it's great stuff if you want to go out and get some Quantic Soul Orchestra you know, a lot of it sounds like that a lot of it is kind of DJing stuff and now he's moved down to Columbia that's where he lives now and so he's doing all of his work there so that song song called Pushing On and before that of course David Bowie I had a conversation with a uh, friend of mine about how I like David Bowie, but I'm not a big fan of him as a as a person because of his uh, thing that he did with Stevie Ray Vaughan and being on the video for Let's Dance playing the guitar solo, even though it's quite obviously Stevie Ray Vaughan. I don't know why he did that. In any event, time for me to take care of the people that take care of me, and that is Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. He's putting together the new lift. He's now on, I believe he's putting up his second lift. Right now. So the guy's got business out to Yin Yang. Obviously, they are Groovaton approved. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com site. Click on Tony C's Groovaton, and you will see a list of every song I've ever played. At the top of that list, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. Um, Dave, Tracy, the entire SAE certified crew there, bumper to bumper. If you own a car and there's something wrong with it, these guys can fix it. I don't care what kind of a car it is. I really don't. If it if it moves and has an internal combustion engine, Dave is the man. Okay? And now, as I said last week, he's into fabricating. He's fabricating his own parts and stuff. So he's starting to do plates for, like, the uh, rocker panel things for Chevelle's. So you can get a custom rocker panel for your Nice. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. If you own a Chevelle, you know, a really good one, why not? So... Precision Auto Works, it is the place where people who love their cars take their cars, and it's absolutely Groovathon approved. You know what that means. It's time for the Drive Groove of the Day. Shredder time. Tony's got shredders. I went out. Uh, I knew about this guy. This guy's name is Paul Gilbert, and he's got. Uh, he's been in a bunch of bands. The one, the band that he's in, um, that this song is from, Racer X, is a band that he kind of put together and then disbands. You know, it's like him and the bass player are, bass, are the only two guys that are consistently in it. So every once in a while, they get together and do stuff. He's, he does a lot of studio work as well. Um, absolutely a, you know, some of the guitar in this is great. I've got some other stuff in this set that is absolutely dynamite stuff that I dug up, uh, including, after that, the original uh, version of Nobody's Fault But Mine. It was originally done by uh, Blind Willie Nelson. Or Blind, you know, I can't I'll look it up. I got it in here. But, um... It's really, really, you know, the foundations of rock and roll. You've got, like, you know, the rock and roll, like, you, you put the, uh, the the poles up and everything, you know, you, you put the concrete up. But this kind of music is the stuff that's, like, six stories below the ground, where they have to dig down all the way down there. That very, that, that, that first layer, 
We got a foundation. We got absolutely beyond the foundation. Like this was the this is where the architecture was drawing up the freaking plans. Okay, before they even put the cement in, that's what this kind of music is. So I've got the drive group of the day. It's Racer X on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
mama, she taught me how to read.
shredding at its finest right there. That is a song called 12 Bars from Mars. It's from the uh, Lenny White album, um, Streamline. Actually, I think it's Streamline. No, Streamline from 1978. And the guitar player on that is a guy named Jamie Glazer. Never heard of him. But uh, Lenny White, of course, the drummer from Chikoria and Return to Forever. And one of the great... Now, this guy's up there in my top ten drummers uh, as far as favorites. This is a guy who really can uh, turn the drums into another instrument. It's not just keeping the beat. He's he's turning it into an instrument. You listen to um, No Mystery and albums by Return to Forever, um, Where Have I Known You Before, Romantic Warrior, um, all the stuff with the original lineup with Chikoria and Lenny White, Stanley Clark, and Al Demiola. The drumming is literally written as an instrument. It is... It's spectacular, spectacular stuff. Uh, if you're not into it, you should be, because I am, and it's groovy, 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 groovy stuff. Before that, it's a song called It's Nobody's Fault But Mine. It was done Blind Willie Nelson. I like that one. It's Blind Willie Johnson. It was done in the 20s. And this is a version of it done by a guy named uh, Kenny Lee. What is it? Kenny Lee Rogers, I think. Is that, is that his name? I wrote it down here. Hold on a second. Kenny Lee Burgess. Pardon me. Kenny Lee Burgess. And Kenny is spelled K-E-N-I. Of course, you can see every song, everything written down properly when you go to the website. Website. That is uh, him doing the his version of It's Nobody's Fault But Mine. What's great about that is he's incredibly, incredibly faithful because I heard the original. And the, the, you know, it was recorded in the 20s. So the sound quality is terrible. And what this guy did is he took a an old big hollow uh, acoustic guitar steel strings and played it exactly the way Blind Willie uh, Johnson would have played it back then and it sounds terrific and you know if you don't know what that turned into it turned into Nobody's Fault But Mine on Led Zeppelin's album Presence one of my favorite songs great you know great example of John Bonham and, and all those guys doing doing what they do so well that's where they got it from so if you want to go underneath the ground to the actual where they pour the concrete, and before they even pour the concrete, this is that stuff. The hole. Absolutely. And kicking it off, Paul Gilbert and Racer X doing that hormone thing. That is uh, from their 2000 album, Superheroes. Those guys are based out in L.A. Paul Gilbert's just, he's one of those shredders. Anytime you see one of these albums, it's like a tribute to some... Uh, band guitar player or something he's one of these guys that ends up you know they, they get him on there for a tune i think he's on the steely dan one he may even be on the the back to beck and back i played uh, adam rogers doing lead boots from that a couple weeks ago he's on a lot of those albums because he's one of those guitar players everybody wants to bring in he gets great sound some fantastic riffs in that song i listened to that song i was like dude the sound he gets at i think is scorching it's a shame the guy i played last week uh, it's the same kind of thing. It's just not enough music out by a lot of these guys. So, you know, I wish they would come out with more of it. But, you know, a lot of them are studio mavens. So, you know, that's where the money's really at. They can they can write all this music and they don't make any money. Then they go in the studio, they get paid $2,000 an hour, you know, for being as brilliant as they are at what they do. So I guess they got to put the bills on. Um, we've got time for more groove. I was originally, you know, I had stuff to talk about, but I programmed extra groove and even more groove because at the end of this set <coughs> excuse me at the end of the show I'm going to be playing some Genesis and do you know why? because nobody else plays stuff from the landlines down on Broadway it's dynamite stuff a great example of what Genesis was like um, when they had the full band Hackett Steve Hackett Rutherford Banks Collins Gabriel Tony Banks by the way 
there's a there's a man with a good resume because before he joined Genesis, he was the keyboard player for Yes on their first album. Got replaced by Rick Wakeman. So I always thought that was kind of neat, a nice nice thing to put on your resume. Got a set coming up here. I went through some ska music. Now I thought you'd like that. I went through some yeah. uh, ska and reggae and. Originally, I was listening to you know all the stuff that's coming out now, and there's some there's some good stuff out there. There really is. Um, but I said, you know what? No, not for the Grooveteers. No. We got to go back to where you know the, the real McCoy, and nobody is more real McCoy than Desmond Decker. That's about as real McCoy as you can get, I think, with that kind of music. And um, I you know I've got a whole bunch of his stuff. I mean, all the you know you can get it if you really want it. The Israelites, all that stuff. But I found a little gem here. It's called Intensified. And I just, you know, I listened to the song. I was like, you know what? This is a song I'd never heard the song before. I was literally filing, you know, I had it. But I, you know, I got it at some point and then only listened to some of the, the CD. It's in my system. So I downloaded it into my system and it's in a, fo- a folder. folder. And so I hadn't heard it before and I was going through all these songs and that one just, this one just popped out at me. So, as opposed to Yak and More, I'm going to give more groove. After that, I got a friend of mine, Ron Sunshine. Ron, when are you going to get me some master tracks of the new stuff, man? I am literally on my knees, begging, groveling for new, finally mastered material from you. I know you're in the studio. Stop messing around and get me some tracks because Grooveteers want to hear it. And I don't even, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Okay, that's what I want to hear. I got something from one of his earlier albums, one of my favorite songs. We're going to kick this set off, though. It's a two-song set. Desmond Decker doing Intensified on the Groovaton. On SoFloRadio.com. Having a party, I hope you are hearty. Having a party, I hope you are hearty. Sing it to me, children. Ram ba ba do bam 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 ba do. Ram ba ba do bam bam. Ram ba ba do bam 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 ba do. Ram ba ba do bam bam. Music like dirt. For your money's worth. Yeah. Music like dirt. For your money's worth. Sing it to me, children. Ram ba ba do bam 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 ba do. Ram ba ba lo bam 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 ba doo. Ram ba ba lo bam bam Girls like sun, you match every man. Yeah. Girls like sun, you match every man. Sing it to me children. Ram ba ba lo bam 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 ba doo. Ram ba ba lo bam bam. Ram ba ba lo bam 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 ba Sing it to me till then Ram Baba 
have salvation. Can't work, can't play. Care what's gonna happen anyway, cause I'm so up from the flow up. To my old 45, there ain't no cure in the world worth buying. I don't care if I'm dead or alive. I'm so
want to talk sad and smooth. That's my man Ron Sunshine right there. Old friend of mine putting it out. He's coming out with new stuff. That is tore up from the floor up, baby. So if there's any, I can identify with that. He's got a ton of great music out there. If you don't know who Ron Sunshine is, go out. Ron Sunshine is orchestra. He's got tons of stuff out there. He's coming out with new material. I cannot wait to play it on the show. I'm hoping I get to play that stuff before anybody else. So, you know, because... I don't get that chance too often. It was nice to do that with the Jazz is Dead thing. A big shout-out to Rob Morgantine sending me a promo copy of that. Before that, Desmond Decker intensified. Get your uh, jaw ska swirl on right there. A lot of stuff from him, too. So, another great show. I've got some really cool-ass shit for next week, man. I spent an afternoon listening to James Brown albums from 68 to about 74 flying. And we're talking... Um, there it is, uh, hell, uh, a mother album, uh, just, I got, I mean, seriously, I had to have my house fumigated from all the funk when I was done with this. I funked out to James Brown and I found some great stuff. Just, you know, I knew it was there and I just hadn't gotten around to listening to the entire album. You know, you, you miss a lot of stuff when you don't. And I, God. I found some stuff that is so funky it moves in next door to you and your lawn dies. Like, that's funky. I got a lot of that stuff to be coming up next week. I've uh, found a whole bunch of really neat stuff from Europe. Um, I've been finding a lot of really great uh, funk, jazz, big horn sections, really good grooves. So I'm going to be throwing some of that together as well. Obviously, I'm going to come back next week and do the exact same thing again, except I'm going to try and do it just a smidgen better, obviously. Every show begins and ends with an attitude of gratitude, especially today to my man, Shaft, he's a mean mother, shut your mouth, George, for helping me out with a couple of things there, finding a uh, better copy of the Dr. John. Now, I thought it should be heard the way it is, but you know what? I have to live with myself. I think you're you're (laughs) absolutely right. The quality of the sound, you know, we need to, you know, unless it's specifically supposed to be shitty, and I don't think it was. So I appreciate, <laughs> I, so I appreciate you finding, yeah, uh, finding a better copy. That's what I'm a, here for. Hey, we, the Grooveteers deserve the maximum fun, quality, maximum quality, the highest bit rate possible. And yeah. even though we'd like to get 256, Doctor John, not quite there yet. He's not He's old school. He's, not off YouTube now. Yeah, he's, he's he's old school. He's he's 16 bit. He's he's a 16 bit kind of guy. Um, I'm super duper grateful. Everybody tuning in. George had a good time. The last. Song I got, as I said before, it's Genesis. It's called In the Cage. It is from the album um, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which in my opinion is one of the ten best studio-produced albums prior to 1980. So as always, check it out, baby. I want to get my uh, art rock swirl on. It's peace. Aloha. Good night, Mom.
Casting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. You want attitude? You need attitude these days. 